DJ and PK brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Question of the morning. How much does it suck that the Big Sky may cancel its football season? We're waiting for the official announcement. Seems like the best case scenario now is probably play non-conference games if you choose in the fall, if you've got money games and you want to get them in, and then the conference season in the spring. It seems to be the best case scenario, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Colby posting, it sucks bad. This is probably Weaver's most talented team ever. There was serious potential to make it to Frisco this year. That'd be Frisco, Texas in the title game, not San Francisco, but you get the point. Uh, there are many uh, there are many slightly different takes on this point, but basically Colby speaks for a lot of people. The hopes were so high. The team was so good. There were so many players coming back. They'd already had some playoff success, and now they're hoping to have a lot of playoff success. So everybody's, everybody's pretty much uh, uh, thinks this sucks. I don't care how good the team was. That's great. I mean, I guess that just adds to it. But whether the team is great or not, the fact that you're a big sky player and you can't get to play football, who cares how good the team is? So if they were going to be uh, one game above 500, well, that's okay then. I mean, I don't. I I hear people saying, "Well, this was going to be all the all-time best, the greatest, good." That's great, but that's beside the point. The fact is that the, the kids who are out there on a losing team, you know, they're trying just as hard to, to have a winning season and whatnot. It's the idea of being denied competition, not how good the team is. My high school basketball team, my senior year, <laughs> had to hire a new coach between the junior and senior year. The old coach took the baseball coaching job. And there were two candidates, and one guy uh, had been the JV coach. And the other guy was from outside the school and had a reputation as a really good high school coach. He'd been out of high school coaching for a year or two. And a rumor was, which I think was true, was that he was going to come in and blow out all the seniors and build a program. Well, I was a senior. I didn't want to get blown out before the season ever started. So I was hoping the JV coach would get it, and he did. And we didn't have a very good year. We won like six games. You know, we were not a good team. We were short and we weren't athletic. So it was an awesome combination. But it still would have sucked if we hadn't played PK. <laughs> it was still it was right, fun to play. And the, the handful of games we won, one was a big upset against a really good team. He looks high. They've had a bunch of star athletes. It was awesome. The celebration after that game, we were going berserk when we won that game. Because we shouldn't have won it. They were way better than us. And it would have totally sucked. But I think well, it does up the, the stakes. three-pointers a very great neutralizer. <laughs> and you know I'm old enough that there was no three-pointer in high school basketball at that point, <laughs> as you well know. <laughs> well, didn't you, you, you blocked a shot by Gene Shue, didn't you? No. Gene Shue. <laughs> Gene Shue is like 40 years older than me. <laughs> I wasn't playing one-on-one with Gene Shue. In your face, old man! <laughs> Or you had the hots for Gene Shue's daughter. There's a Gene Shue's yeah. connection somewhere. So Gene Shue played in the NBA and then he coached in the NBA. Actually coached in the finals. <laughs> Sorry, Yuck. <laughs> yeah, you did it. It's your fault. And he was coaching the San Diego Clippers. His son was on our team. I'm we got in a fight. We got in a fight in practice. And his daughter was Hold on, hold on. Fight in practice? Yeah, yeah. Who threw the first punch? He did. Oh. <laughs> who, who was Jordan and who was Kerr? I was Steve Kerr. <laughs> he was Jordan. 
He's like 6'4 and he's taking 25 footers. <laughs> Long twos. <laughs> it would have sucked. It would have sucked if I hadn't played. Uh, because he didn't really want to practice. And I was a junior trying to get on the court. And so I was practicing really hard and he got sick of me. <laughs> Bottom line. He just wanted to get through practice. He was a star. He's looking forward to taking 20 shots in the next game. So you were being a pest defensively? I might have hit him in the post in a defensive drill. He thought I threw an elbow or something. I don't know. Oh, in a drill. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And and your dream girl was Gene Schnoo's daughter? Well, there are probably roughly 1,500 guys running around. No, not 1,500. Maybe 1,000 guys running around Valhalla who thought, you know, that was the dream girl. (laughs) (laughs) So she was... And you got her. Good for you. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Who'd you get? Uh, sorry, listeners. <laughs> sorry, you, y'all. You got walked into this one. <laughs> I know. Well, eventually. <laughs> so, what people don't realize when uh, Sniggy was doing his thing, let's just say on the court wasn't the only place he was scoring. Yuck, 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 yuck. Or posting up, for that matter. Bada bing! Got any more? Y'all done? <laughs> Setting hard screens? <laughs> Let's just stop this right now. Landon posts on our Facebook page, and Yach relaxes a little bit. Woo! Thank goodness, back to football. Landon says, as a Montanan, the big sky's shutting down, and mega sucks. That's all the sports there are up here. Wasn't there some no, a jo- what joke? Where did it start? Did it start with the media or did it start with the coach? Montana's going to play football. If Montana and Montana State have to play 12 times, they're having a season. I don't know if that was a media joke or some well, coach yeah, or AD you, said that. If you know anybody from Montana who's into football, that Montana, Montana State is a big, big, big deal. For years, they dominated the league. Mostly Montana and a little bit of Montana State. Correct. But even still, it's a big deal. Yep. And it's a significant blow. All right. Well, we're waiting for the official word from the Big Sky on exactly the plan is going to look like. I think best case scenario, it's going to be uh, non-conference games in the fall and conference in the spring. But uh, it might be shut down altogether. We'll see. We should hear later this morning. Quinn Snyder is going to talk with the media, does a pregame press conference availability, Zoom press conference coming up. Uh, we'll do that next. You'll hear from Quinn. Stay with us on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Well, it's not breakfast at Wimbledon, but it's it's breakfast at Disney World. An 11 a.m. game for the Utah Jazz with the Spurs today. Watch it on AT&T Sportsnet. Pre-game show starts at 10 here on The Zone. Jazz will be shorthanded. Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal are out for this game. Joe Ingles is available. Quinn Snyder meets with the media at 925. You'll hear it right here on The Zone. Damian Lillard goes for 45 points. The Blazers continue to climb in the standings with a 125-115 win over the Denver Nuggets. They are 9 in the West and closing in on 8th place Memphis. The Rockets take down the top team in the West, the Lakers, 113-97. to James Harden, 39 points. Clippers beat the Dallas Mavericks, 126-111. to This back-to-basketball update is presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The thing that really breaks my heart is we talk about BYU and Utah and Utah State, and they're going to take their hits, and it stinks for them for sure. The one team here in the state of Utah that is absolutely getting hosed over on this whole thing is Weber State. Jay Hill's got his best team he's ever had that Weber State, frankly, may have ever had. And if the NCAA does what people think they could, they may not play a season, and they'll never have a clue as to how great that team could be. They were going to be a a top three team in FCS football and have every opportunity to win a national championship. The thought of Weber State canceling the football season is unacceptable to me. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time now to catch you up to date on everything that happened on today's show until Quinn Snyder starts speaking and then we'll cut away to that. Uh, we are brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. PK, you have been preaching this since the bubble uh, restarted. Yes, the Lakers have a great record, and yes, they will be the one seed in the West. And along with the Clippers and the Bucks, those three considered the favorites going into the bubble. But you, you see trouble. And they got beat again. Rockets, the Lakers? Yeah, the Rockets yeah, beat them one thirteen ninety seven. Play, and you yeah. see Portland. Out, right? You see Portland into the nine spot, maybe getting into the eight spot. They're closing in on Memphis. Can Portland take down the Lakers in the opening round series? I don't think it's beyond the realm. No, I think it's legitimate because this isn't a Portland eight seed team yep. or nine. That's not the before they were, but with their guys back, clearly they're not an eight nine seed, whatever you want to call it. No, they're a dangerous team, and I can argue Portland with all of its guys is right there in the mix from Denver all the way down to Dallas. Yes, well, and you've got you've got the year before uh, to look back on, right? Yes. I mean, they were. With uh, Carmelo Anthony, who seems to understand his role a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, uh, you know, this season just wrecked by injury, so it's going to wreck the win loss total. But they were 53 and 29 last year and were the three seed. So. Right. Completely capable of getting right back in the middle of the mix. It, uh, it makes you wonder what's yes. going to happen in the West next year uh, with Portland, with the Blazers and the Warriors healthier, seven teams that look really good. Uh, that's nine teams that are good, and there's some other teams that should be on the way up, right? Memphis and New Orleans should keep improving. I don't know that that's going to make them a four or five seed, but when you throw the seven that are really good in with the Blazers and the Warriors getting healthy, and if the 
Grizzlies and Pelicans enter as team 10 and 11. That is an awfully deep Western Conference. Yes, and don't forget the Suns, because as you know, Monty Williams is the restart coach of the year as they're 4-0. <laughs> nice! If the Suns are 11 or 12, look out. Not going to be very many gimmies in the West. I guess someone will get gutted by injuries next year the way the Blazers and the Warriors did this year. So maybe that will maybe that'll lighten things up, but uh, the West are just looking more stacked than ever. Uh, so the uh, Clippers beat the Mavericks, and Zubak looked good. He had a big game. They're still, but they're still bringing their guys back. They still don't have Montrez Harrell. They still don't have Patrick Beverly. The Clippers still not hitting on all cylinders and still looking really good. They're going to be tough. They're my favorite to win it all. I think that is a solid pick by you. Now, give me a parallel in sports for Kawhi Leonard. If, if, if you're right, and the Clippers, and it's certainly the Clippers, this is not like a dark horse pick, right? They were one of the three coming in. If they get it, he would have three titles with three different teams. Now, you could argue he wasn't the best player on the Spurs. He was a very important player. Maybe he was the best. Maybe he wasn't. I'd have to go back and look and, and figure that out. But certainly the best player with the Clippers and the best player with the Raptors. To win on consecutive years with different teams, to have three titles with three different teams, have you got anybody to compare him to? I'm stalling while I give you time to think. In a team sport? I don't know about a team sport. I think I might be able to say golf or individual sports, but team sports, uh, nobody's coming to mind specifically because uh, they normally don't move around like that. I mean, you have to throw in the three teams. Uh, who was uh, – it was a, a – a, uh, Charles Haley? Charles football? Haley won, f- won with the Niners – and the Cowboys, but I don't know if you won with a third team. I'd have to look that up. Uh, you've got um, Peyton Manning, obviously, winning with uh, the Broncos and the Colts. I don't think there's another quarterback who's won Super Bowls with different teams. Maybe Brady could join that club. Yeah, but Peyton, Tampa was, Bay. Peyton Manning was a duck at that point, and he had no arms. I mean, he was throwing ducks. When they went to the Super Bowl and got blown out, he was still Peyton Manning. But you're right, the year they won, man, that was he was definitely the end of the line. I mean, he was that that was the last that was the last stop on that line. Big thank you to Von Miller on that one for, for right. Peyton. Yeah, the defense was awesome, yeah. and and they knew it too. You know, obviously, he retired right after that. I mean, there are guys like Robert Ory and Steve Kerr who've won multiple teams, but they haven't been the best player on any of the teams. Oh, they were roll guys. They're the yeah, they're the third or fourth best guy, right? They're they're roll guys. Yeah. So what Kawhi is doing is kind of off the charts. I guess it's a new era in the NBA, and guys move around more. And you know, he wanted out and got traded, and then left as a free agent. So, but that would be pretty remarkable: three titles with three different teams, if if they pull it off. But well, I mean, LeBron can do it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's got the one in Cleveland and the two in Miami. Except it's just not looking like they're set up for it right now. But maybe he'll no, get there. No, but this isn't the only year. No. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't get it there this year, it's not like he had a dramatic decline this year. So I'd expect next year he'd still be pretty good. So uh, the Lakers could they could be right back uh, in, in that. Uh, maybe Shaq. So we'll have to see how that plays. Shaq's the comparison then, right? Because he won the title in Miami, he won the three with the Lakers, and he went with Orlando even though they didn't win it. 
So maybe that's the closest as far as bouncing around and winning would be Shaq and, and Kawhi. Okay. Oh, we talked some football today. BYU announced that they're going to open their season in Annapolis against Navy, 6 o'clock ESPN. We're getting close to Quinn Snyder, we're being told, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I thought we were about to start there, but we're not. So we got a minute to talk about uh, Navy and BYU. They've only played three times. It's been more than 30 years. They met in the first Holiday Bowl. Navy's coming off at 11-2. We talked to Pete Medhurst, play-by-play voice in the Naval Academy at 730. Uh, it's out there on 1280thezone.com if you want to hear it. It's up on Twitter. I retweeted it at uh, David DJ James, so you can find it there. It's on the Zone Sports Network account as well. Uh, your takeaways from talking to uh, Pete Medhurst about Navy. Well, they got to replace Malcolm Perry. Next man up, that's that's a nice cliche, but I don't know that you replace him. I mean, he ran for over 2,000, passed for 1,000, absolute stud, got drafted by the Dolphins. But defensively, they return a lot of guys, and their numbers the last uh, two years, from two years ago to last year, were substantially improved. So if this was a game that was scheduled X amount of time in advance, it would be a good game. But the fact that it was scheduled within a week or two or less than that is just awesome. And Labor Day night, come on, what more could you ask for? Well, you want exposure. That's the Monday night football slot the week before the NFL starts. So there ought to be plenty, yes. of, plenty of eyeballs on that game. You know, if you want to look good for, uh, for fans, for national media, for awards, I mean, NFL scouts will find you whatever time slot you play in, but they're certainly going to see that one. So, great. Line it up. Let's go. Yes. And Pete Medhurst said he did expect a return game from Navy at some point. It'll probably have to be a few years out because they schedule, uh, what, two games a year, but one of them is an FCS money game, and they're scheduling Notre Dame. So I don't know when they're going to squeeze them in. I guess one year they won't play an FCS opponent, and they'll come out to BYU. (laughs) I mean, that'd be the only way to do it. they got eight conference games uh, at Army and Navy. They'll sail out to Provo in time. Just, oh, okay. just be patient. Yeah, all right. The old Inland Passage. <laughs> You're basically Lewis and Clark. When does this river... We're build a canal. When... <laughs> a canal. Peaking on a continental divide with a bulldozer. <laughs> okay. Waiting to hear from the big sky... Eight-game conference schedule. Is it going to move to spring? Are they going to cancel it all together? What's going to happen to Weber State and Southern Utah? Dixie State's got four non-conference games, so maybe they'll be playing some of those here. Uh, everybody's waiting to find out. Uh, people have been tweeting at us. They're expecting the announcement at 10 a.m. right at the end of our show. I told Yak I'm tired of the 10 a.m. announcements. We need more 9 a.m. announcements, PK. No need to BYU Navy getting emailed out to everybody at 10 minutes after 10. No. Well, yeah. That's because BYU has their own radio thing that starts at 10 our time, so it's always going to be that. I don't like it, and nobody cares. Right. (laughs) Thanks for that. All right, anything else we've talked about in this show you want to get to before Quinn comes uh, comes to the Zoom press conference, which is apparently coming up momentarily? The Zoom press conference, man, that has become the way of the, the world. I wonder how much it's going to be going forward. How much is BYU, because they're going to have one today, it's their second one. How much are they just going to do Zooms going forward for the rest of time? You wonder, is this going to be the way it is? How much of what we've seen now will end up being forever or permanent? 
I don't have a good answer for you on that. We were told by BYU because they're doing most of those on Zoom to expect this to become the, the new normal method of media. The new normal. It's a lot of time saved driving. There's that. Um, it's a fairly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, PK? As far as getting what? information, it's a fairly... Efficient? Uh, no, not efficient. I don't want to go with cliched, but sterile way of getting stuff. Sterile's good. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying, yes. I mean, I you get you. something, yeah, but how good is the reporting, really? You're controlling the message more. Does that do you any good, though? If it becomes so, you know, just um, cardboard, plastic. If you, win, people, if you win it, yeah, yeah, if, if you, you win, win, the fans don't care. Right. But everybody can't win. So if it becomes the industry standard, you know, someone's going to be good, someone's going to be bad, and someone's going to be mediocre. I mean, that's the way it has to work. Okay, well, then the so, ones who are in the other categories, they have something to worry about. But the ones who win, I mean, you don't even have to have media availability as long as you win. That's all fans care about. They don't care about the media. Does it tell the storylines and develop the personalities? Because that does help. Personalities sell. If you, uh, yeah, but if you win, that's the most important thing. Whereas if you don't win, personalities don't sell. If you win, people will come, man. That's all that matters. You Those things come into play if you don't win. And maybe they could do Zoom stuff one-on-one. Or maybe they could do a little bit of both. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah. Well, that's where it'll evolve. You don't, you know? You, you don't get Kalani one-on-one anyway, so maybe Kalani's doing that. You know, he's Zooming it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the other guys, if you want to come down, you can do it. There's ways to incorporate both. But I actually think it's good for BYU's exposure because you'll get more folks being involved in media if they don't have to drive down, yes. you know, particularly if you got other stuff going on. Yep. And you- it's spring ball, that type of stuff here, when you got jazz games. Yeah, so it's smart for them to utilize it. I said this the other day that I, I can't even tell you in Dave Rose's final years as they kind of modified what they were doing in the media, how often a BYU media availability conflicted with a jazz home game. And you just couldn't do both. Whereas with Zoom, you can do both. You know, you get that you get that two hours of driving back. Suddenly, more stuff fits in the schedule. And I also think it's awesome for out of town media. For out of town media, it's great. That's way more access than you've had before. Oh yeah, she like Niamatololo was available yesterday. It was a forty minute thing. Mm-hmm. And then they post it. So if, even if you're not available at that time, you can go back. In the, in the last two days, Navy, because I watched them yesterday, they had both coordinators and Niamatololo over a two-day period, a three-day period, actually. And so you could watch them, and you can get stuff. I mean, I, I didn't know much about Navy, but by 10 o'clock last night, I knew everything I needed to know about Navy because they had both coordinators and the coach right there that I could watch on Zoom. Yeah, for the out-of-town, it's awesome. We used some of that uh, from Nui Matalolo on Channel 2 last night. And, man, when I first started at Channel 2, there was no Nui chance. Nui Matalolo? No chance you were getting that. None. Yeah. Neo Matalolo. Neo Matalolo. Not Nui. <laughs> That's close enough. We had the Navy yeah. coach. Yeah. We had Coach Ken on. Coach Ken. I'm not calling him Coach Ken. I'm not doing that. 
Okay, so we're constantly being told we're a couple minutes away from the start of the Zoom press conference. Yak, you want to take a break because we're still a couple minutes away? Let's do it. Will you dump out of the break if he shows up? All right, Yak says we'll dump out if he shows up. So here we go. Stay with us. Quinn Snyder coming up on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Three, two, one. The Utah Jets are back. Captain two, three. Pow! This is your Jazz Game Preview, presented by University of Utah Health. The Utah Jazz moved to 2-2 two and two in seeding games with a 124-115 win over the Memphis Grizzlies behind balanced scoring led by Joe Ingles, 25. On Friday at 11 o'clock, the Jazz will play another early one. This one against the San Antonio Spurs, and the NBA may have found a magic formula. The 8-9 play-in game makes this a mammoth game for the San Antonio Spurs as Memphis continues to fade. Jazz and the Spurs, 11 o'clock tip-off right here on 1280 The Zone. This Jazz Game Preview is presented by University of Utah Health. They take care of Utah like Utah takes care of each other. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Quinn Snyder, meeting with the media, Jazz and Spurs at 11 a.m. Here's Quinn. Well, Andy, as you know, um, I, I don't go into our injury report. That's for our sports performance guys. Um, certainly, the um, you know guys during this stretch um, are going to have you know nicks, and um, you know our hope is that they're back and and uh, we're in a good place as we move forward. But it is what it is tonight, and some other guys get a chance to to step up and, and uh, have an opportunity to play some and a few other guys get a chance to play a little more expanding roles and try to try to find a groove. Okay, next question, Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Quinn, I, I don't, well, don't mean to poke too much, but I mean, do you know, can you give us insight into what um, what the decision was to give Rudy a, a rest night then given given all the other um, injuries on the list? Well, I mean, <laughs> the, the Rudy's resting. Um, we have a back-to-back, and Rudy plays 35 to 40 minutes a game. Uh, we need him to keep playing. He's going to have more minutes as we get into the playoffs, and, um, you know, we want him to be fresh. Okay, next question. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, you talked about that second unit or these other guys being able to get into a groove, and they've struggled to do that, it seems like, uh, so far in Orlando. What, what do you hope to see from them, and, and what type of opportunity is this? Well, so, you know, some of it, just like our team, uh, you know, I think I've said this a few times, and you guys are aware of it. We've been, you know, the top catch-and-shoot team in the league. Um, we're probably the last right now at the bubble, or at least we were before last game. And I think the thing was to, to keep shooting. You know, guys all of a sudden um, didn't forget how to shoot. Um, they're just not making. And that's what happened with our team uh, the other night. All of a sudden we had a night where we weren't, like, terrific, but we were good. And that's what we, that's what we need. And then there's going to be some games where you get hot, just like there's other games you get cold. And um, I, I think it's also analogous – you know, to that bench group with JC and Joe and George and Tony, um, that that group 
uh, has been terrific all season. I mean, I, I think they, you know, it was one of the reasons um, that we really came on as a group and our, and our offense um, began to excel. And those guys in particular, JC and George, haven't made shots. Um, you know, they're shooting well below uh, what they did during the year. And similar to our team, I think ultimately the law of averages, you know, starts to prove itself out and uh, they'll start making them. And hopefully we can, I don't want them to overthink it, just keep shooting and um, whatever little, you know, tweaks there are that need to happen, which usually is just timing and being away and, you know, playing maybe with a slightly different lineup or whatever. But, you know, we feel good about those guys and, and confident and they'll get opportunities again tonight. All right, last question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. So is there anything specifically that you're going to be looking for out of the guys who are getting a little bit more of an expanded opportunity tonight? Well, you know, I, it's, we're not going to drastically change how we play. Um, I think more than anything, you know, I'd, I'd like to see us defend. Um, you know, I think there's some matchups out there that, you know, it'll be good to see some guys take on. And, um, you know, some guys that haven't had an opportunity to play, uh, as much that'll get their feet wet because, you know, as you know, moving forward, you never know what the game holds. And as much as it sounds kind of, you know, redundant, coaches always say it. And we say it because it's true and that you never know when your number will be called. Okay. Thank you, coach. We'll see you here after the game. The Utah Jazz Zoom line is presented by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. With 16 neighborhood health centers, U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz. All right, PK, pretty much what you thought there as uh, Quinn got pushed on the uh, why are these guys out? Well, Rudy plays 35 minutes a night. And we're going to need them in the playoffs, and this is back-to-back. If the other three guys are out, what's the point of running Rudy out there for 35 minutes and wearing him down? Oh, yeah, I like that point very well, too. Yeah, when you put it in that context, that doesn't make any sense. I I understand that. Uh, I agree with that 100% there. If the other three guys are out, I don't know the level of severity of the other three, though. That calls into question, and obviously Quinn Snyder just doesn't want to even talk about that. Yeah. And so he's just going to let that go. But it's clear these guys, these six guys, to have any success in the postseason, they're going to have to play big minutes. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. And I love the, you know, I don't want to get into it. That's for the uh, performance staff. I can't remember what they're called now. But, you know, Jerry Sloan 20 years ago would say, well, I don't talk about that. You're going to have to ask our trainer. Well, Jerry, you know the trainer's back in the trainer's room, and I can't go back there and talk to him. So... Thanks for that. That's helpful. <laughs> I go busting into the training room. John Stockton's on the table. I got a microphone. The photographer's with me. That'd go over well. What the bleep are you doing back oh, here? Oh, yeah, right. I got screamed at by a trainer once in a visit locker room. Uh, Barry, what's uh, not John Barry? Is yeah, it's John Barry, right? Who was? He's uh, one of the Barry Pistons. brothers. I mean, Brent. Yeah, Rick's the dad. Yeah, it was John. It, it was John, and they were put. And he was with he was with the Pistons, I think, at the time, and they had a really good team. And I looked at him. He was getting training, and it's not a separate room. It's just off to the side, in in a corner in the locker room at, at the arena. And he gave me the heads up, like come over because he was getting taped up and whatnot. And so he, he, he motioned for me to come over because I caught his eye. And I went over, and my gosh, the trainer just started screaming at me, embarrassed me in front of everybody. 
and John had to tell him that it was because John gave me the approval. So, yeah, you're not going to get back there. And, and But this is the way of the world. It didn't look like to me watching the game the other day that these guys had serious injuries. So I'm not sure it's that big of a deal in the long term here. Well, no, tomorrow. I mean, they got a game tomorrow. Yep. I'm not. I'm obviously. I'm not nearly as excited about the game here coming up in an hour as I would be if the guys were playing. But tomorrow, I'm looking forward to watching Denver because I've been pumping them up now for weeks and months, literally. And so I hope that the the nucleus of the Jazz can be back in the lineup tomorrow. Uh, while that was going on, uh, I was trading texts with people. Uh, we're waiting for the Big Sky announcement. It's supposed to be at 10 o'clock, but uh, I'm getting a text here that says the Big Sky will postpone the football season to the spring. Announcement comes out soon. Non-conference games are still pending, but at least one person here doesn't think there will be any. But that's hard to say because there's so many teams in the league, and it's dependent on what those other schools are doing. So... I think there's still hope that there's a small handful of them, but I would think most of them, well, we know some of them have been done away with. I mean, we already know that, right? Uh, the Big Sky teams that were playing uh, playing games against the Pac-12, those definitely aren't happening. Uh, but there's a decent chance that a lot of these schools will be canceling their non-conference games. So there you go. Official words coming out, but it All looks right, like well, spring football. Spring is better than zero. Yep. I really do think, and this has been floated, that, you know, for – for so many teams, or for so many leagues, man, this is like junior high in here right now. Got someone banging on the window, and now I got what? the producer telling me to tell Jake to look up and look at Austin. Are we all in the seventh grade? Holy cow. Just walk in and tap him in the shoulder. Good grief. All right. There are so many pro leagues, PK, that have tried to play spring football, and it doesn't work out, right? The XFL has tried twice. The Alliance, or whatever that was two years ago, had a team here. There was NFL Europe. There was the USFL back in the day. I don't know who I'm forgetting. The World Football League. Right, the World Football League. But there's been a whole thought here that either the Group of Five or FCS should move to the spring. They've already got brand names. You know TV networks led by ESPN, but they wouldn't be alone, would be willing to televise them. And these guys are already established. You'd have to work out some stuff with the draft. I would think at the FCS level, the NFL could just add a supplemental draft if they wanted. That doesn't seem like that big a hurdle. You, you were just talking about stuff that could be permanent in the spring. I think, I think spring football for FCS to be the football game in town, I think that could work. I wouldn't do it. And we'll leave it right there. DJ and PK, the game's coming up. It's the pregame show at 10 o'clock with Jake, and it must be good because Austin had something really important to tell him. So that's coming up. Stay with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.